Hey there, and welcome to your pocket sailing instructor. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals, whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories. This podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey guys, welcome to another week and another episode of Your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm Penny. I hope you're having a great week. Happy Thursday. We're almost done. And I hope you enjoyed last week's episode about seasickness. I've been getting a lot of fun feedback about that one. And uh, it was a good one to put together and just, yeah, glad some people are finding it useful. So uh, this week we're going to kind of backtrack a little bit and I'm going to dig into which sailing courses you should think about taking or how to figure out which course is the right one for you, where to start if you're brand new, uh, where to um, take courses if you have already sailed a bit, uh, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to talk a little bit about what to expect from a course, what kind of content should be uh, covered by your instructor. Um, going to talk about what you could expect from an instructor or what you should expect from an instructor, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, just kind of walk you through a bit of the process of different ways that you can go about getting a certification. So before we get going, I'm going to do another listener shout out. I'm getting lots of feedback, which is so appreciated. This one comes from Instagram from Jacqueline. And she says, found your podcast this afternoon while I was looking for advice for a first time skipper. I've been crewing for a few years and I finally decided to skipper my own boat for the spring series at the club. I really enjoyed your podcast. Thanks for putting your knowledge out there. Thanks so much, Jacqueline. I'm super excited to hear that you are uh, jumping on board and deciding to skipper your own boat. That's awesome. Uh, you're going to have a great time doing that. And um, yeah. I mean, that just takes your skills to the next level. I hope you manage to find some good, solid, regular crew that can come out and help you and and be there when you're racing and, and doing your club um, club races and stuff in the spring series. So good luck to you with all of that. So when you're trying to figure out which sailing course is right for you, you need to first take a look a little bit at your background and then at your goals. So as far as your background, I'm thinking about, you know, what type of sailing specific experience that you have. Um, and then also what type of overall boating experience that you have. So for sailing, um, you could be a brand new sailor. You've never sailed before, so you have no idea um, what it's like to be on a sailboat, how to manage the sails, how the boat even moves. I get that question a lot. How the heck is this even working? How are we sailing and going up against the wind? <laughs> that one we get a lot. Um, and maybe you've just seen the boats out on the water and you're like, that looks super cool, super fun. And I want to try it out. So you could be brand new to the world of sailing. I get a lot of uh, students who 
actually have done some dinghy sailing. So the dinghies are the smaller boats. And so a lot of people who were exposed to sailing when they were younger, maybe at a summer camp or something like that, and they remember going out on the dinghies, you know, with another kid or two other kids and having all kinds of fun and capsizing the boats and swimming and driving their instructors nuts. Um, So dinghies are a really fun uh, boat and a really good introduction to sailing. Um, I personally really enjoy dinghies. They make, uh, dinghy sailors make great sailors because um, not only are you needing to be in tune with the wind and the sails, but also your body and your body weight and movement have a big impact on how the boat moves. So you kind of lose that connection when you move into the world of keel boating. So um, as a dinghy sailor, I find that uh, they just tend to be a little more in tune with the boat. But um, if you are, you know, somebody who went to summer camp and had some fun on some dinghy boats, um, yeah, and you're looking to potentially move up into keel boating, so maybe you never really learned the specific um, terminology or you didn't work your way through the uh, can sail program, for instance, but you had a lot of fun and you're looking to explore uh, sailing again, but potentially from a less wet um, <laughs> vantage point, then that's another kind of area of sailor. Uh, the next kind of group, type of sailor, I would say, is somebody who has a bit of sail uh, keelboat experience. So maybe you have, um, you know, friend, colleague, someone that you've uh, known, or even a family member who has a boat, and so you've gone out on their boat a few times. You're kind of wrapping your head around how it works, you know, helping out with tacking and jibing, sail changes, that kind of thing. Uh, but you don't necessarily have any formal. Uh, training yet, but you have been out on a boat quite a bit. So there's that group of sailor. And then the last one um, is the sailor who has um, a lot of sailing under their belt uh, or multiple seasons of sailing under their belt. And just for whatever reason, they've never um, gotten a certification or Uh, you know, they've never had the opportunity. Maybe there hasn't been um, a school in their area, or maybe they were just not really interested. And I'm going to talk about uh, my opinion on getting certifications and stuff. Um, But yeah, now you're potentially looking to step into the world of certification because, you know, maybe you're looking at um, bare boat chartering. So that's when you would go and rent a sailboat and you would be in charge of the boat. Uh, maybe you have decided that you want to take this hobby and turn it into something more. So maybe you're looking at teaching yourself, becoming an instructor, or maybe you're looking at offering um, sailing tours or or whatever. So there are a few different uh, avenues from there, but you're thinking about getting some certification under your belt. So those are kind of my my groups of sailors that I'm going to talk uh, to or about, um, and kind of help you figure out which course might be right for you. All right, so let's dig into some of the options as far as courses. So what are the options? So let's start off with our new new to sailing sailor. So you've never been on a sailboat before, you have no idea how it works, what all of the different bits and pieces are called. You probably don't even know Bower Stern at this point. So you're really brand new, but you're thinking this looks pretty darn cool. I want to try it out. So I would say for you, what you would 
want to look into is some sort of introduction to boating or introduction to sailing course. Uh, This can usually be two, maybe three hours out on the water. It's really just kind of a high level introduction to what it's like to be on a boat. So what does it feel like to be sitting on a, a moving object? Uh, what happens when the boat is healing? You know, are you okay with that? Um, how the boat moves through the wind and through the waves? Um, they, you might get a bit of an introduction to, you know, tacking and some of the points of sail and just how the boat is positioned relative to the wind and how it moves and that kind of thing. But it's definitely a high level, um, just kind of get out there and, and see if it's for you. So, um, some people will (laughs) kind of experience this by doing a, you know, a, a charter down south or whatever, whether it goes scuba diving or fishing or whatever, um, it can that can be a great experience. Really bad time to find out that you're seasick or that you don't do well with uh, the motion of the boat when you're stuck on a you know four or five hour scuba diving tour. I've I've heard all kinds of stories of that, but this is definitely um, more geared towards just getting out on the boat with an experienced instructor or experienced skipper and getting exposed to how the boat moves. So that would be an introduction to sailing. So uh, for Sail Canada, we have the introduction to boating standard. Um, From there, if you have maybe a little bit of experience as um, a sailor on dinghies, for instance, like the summer camps way back when, and you're thinking, all right, I want to dig into this a little bit more. I like the idea of getting uh, uh, my own boat and skippering and stuff like that, but you're starting off kind of from scratch. What you want to do is move into a course that is geared towards day sailing. So uh, for me, I offer a course called Sailing Essentials, and it is literally the basic essentials of sailing a boat. So you learn about um, boat parts, you learn about sail parts, we go through the points of sail, we talk about tacking and jibing, we go through uh, safety equipment on the boat, as well as safety procedures. Uh, everything from where is the safest place to get on and off of the boat, uh, where and how do you move around the boat when we're sailing, because you want to be definitely uh, up on the windward side and making sure that you're in a safe position when you're moving around the boat. And this is really the level that I start new sailors at, um, and I get them creating um, good habits and basically safe ways of of being on the sailboat. So this course for me, I teach it um, over two full days. So you spend 14 hours out on the boat um, and it's a great introduction to being out on the boat. The entire course is on the boat. We do lunch on the boat and everything. So we usually anchor. If it's hot out, we drop the hook and then we have a swim. Um, So yeah, it could be a really uh, fun course, usually done over one weekend. The um, Sail Canada equivalent for this course would be the Start Keelboat Sailing Standard. And sometimes it's taught in a few different formats. Like I mentioned, I like doing it over a weekend. Uh, Some schools will do it, you know, maybe 
three or four afternoons, or it could be a couple evenings. Um, so there could be a variety there, but generally you're looking at about 14 hours of instruction out on the boat with a sailing coach. And I just want to mention that, you know, there is a difference between a skipper or a friend taking you out on the boat and showing you how to do a few things and a trained coach. So someone like myself who is trained in coaching people and teaching people, um, you know, we've taken different courses to learn how to explain things in different ways. Or, um, you know, I have taught for Sail Canada now for over 25 years. So I've taught a, a huge variety of different types of learners or different um ways that people like to learn different things. So, um, you know, you can be a great sailor and not necessarily a great teacher and vice versa. So, uh, you know, as a coach, you try to balance those things. So I try to get out as much as I can on, on my own as well, or, you know, with friends, family, racing, whatever, make sure that my sailing skills stay sharp. But just wanted to mention that, um, you know, there's, there's a difference between heading out with a friend and then heading out with a certified coach. So, um, I'll dig into that a little bit later on when I talk about certifications. But um, so from there, once you have gotten this kind of weekend sailing course under your belt, now you're probably thinking about getting into uh, more serious sailing or potentially even getting yourself a nice little keelboat, maybe in the 20 to 26 foot range. Uh, so you're thinking you're looking for something that maybe you and your spouse could sail together, or maybe you have a couple friends will come out with you, or potentially even something that you could end up sailing on your own. Um, so this is when we start moving into day uh, skipper sailing type courses. So these are the courses where you're learning how to do um, your pre-trip planning. You're learning more about emergency situations. You're learning about the um, some of the different aspects and things that you have on the boat as far as, you know, through hulls and plumbing and wiring. Um, you know, don't go into a ton of depth about that kind of stuff, but you're kind of definitely getting into a course that is geared more towards, um, I would, I don't want to say boat ownership because you don't necessarily have to own a boat, but just kind of really getting into the guts of the boat a little bit more. So this course, um, this is the basic cruising course. Um, and this course is basically taught over four or five days, but you spend about 28 hours out on the boat. So double the amount of time, uh, from the first, the last course I was talking about there. Um, and so this course, again, we get into lots of boat parts, sail parts, tacking, jibing, points of sail, that kind of thing. But then we start digging into more um, specific things geared towards the skipper. So we're doing the crew overboard maneuvers. We're definitely getting into emergency situations, what to do if you run aground, if you're, um, you know, your standing rigging fails, so your mast fall falls down, um, how to make a mayday call, kind of definitely a more in-depth uh, type of discussion about things on the boat. So like I mentioned, the Sail Canada equivalent for this one is the basic cruising standard. I also call it the basic cruising standard on my website too. 
Um, and it's definitely geared towards people who have had some sailing under their belts and they are looking at uh, potentially getting their own boat or becoming more involved in the boating community, potentially a boat share or that kind of thing. Um, so that would be the next level for that. And then we get into uh, the next level is for somebody who is looking at uh, potentially bare boat sailing or bare boat chartering. So that's when you uh, rent a sailboat, but you are the skipper of the boat. So you're in charge of everything. So at this point, um, you are potentially looking to head out on the boat for maybe a week or something like that and live on the boat. So this boat, re or sorry, this course really digs into the systems on the boat. So this is definitely where we get into, you know, how the head functions, how to calculate water consumption, fuel consumption for the motor, uh, trip planning and passage planning with your charts and your um, cruising guides and all that kind of stuff. So this would be, um, it's called the Intermediate Cruising Standard uh, with Sail Canada. And this is where you're really starting to dig into being out on the boat for an extended period of time. So for people who have uh, multiple sailing seasons under their belt, they might want to uh, look at kind of going into that course right away. So when I talk about heading right into that course right away, um, this is something that I get asked quite often um, from people who have sailing under their belt is, you know, how can I skip levels and how can I sip, um, skip certifications and, and or just come in and get um, challenge a certification and get signed off on it. And so this is kind of a, a bit of a loaded question that I kind of um, I struggle with sometimes because, you know, as a, as a sailing school, I want to provide courses to as many people as possible. Um, I want you to sign up for stuff and, and yay, go out there, have fun. Um, but also as a sailing instructor, um, I want to maintain the integrity of the Sail Canada curriculum. And I want to make sure that you get the full product, basically, that you are getting um, the full standard and that you understand all of the different aspects that are required for whichever course it is that you want to challenge. So if you do find that you have a good amount of sailing under your belt and a good amount of knowledge and you want to challenge a course, I have a few recommendations as far as how you can set yourself up um, for success to do that, as well as how to set yourself up to sell it to somebody like me who doesn't particularly like just kind of skipping people through levels or providing them certifications. So basically um, what you should be doing is you should be keeping a log, a cruising log of your sailing time. So for me, I am going to want to see a sailing resume. So how much time have you spent out on the water? What type of boats were you sailing? What was your position on the boat or what was your responsibility on the boat? So Everything from, you know, beer can races during the week to uh, helping somebody potentially move a boat from one marina to another, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just any experience that is going to add to your your knowledge bucket, basically, I'm going to want to know about. Um, so keep a log of all of that kind of stuff, as well as, you know, the nautical miles that you've completed. The next thing that I would say is also keep track 
of any extra courses that you've done and extra courses that will add to um, your, uh, I don't want to say credibility, but because it's not about credibility, but um, what's the word I'm thinking? Add to your knowledge, I guess. Um, so first aid courses, um, NCCP, like national coaching certification courses, navigation courses, radio, whatever you think that will kind of add to uh, your abilities out on the boat, I definitely include those. Those are great to know. And then the next thing that I would suggest you do is that you pull out or print off the um, PDF or the whatever information you can find about the standard that you want to challenge. So, um, you know, in my case, if somebody came to me and said, I want to challenge the intermediate cruising standard for Sail Canada, I would say, okay, well, print off the intermediate cruising standard and go through it with a fine tooth comb and make sure that you know um, everything that is required in that standard. I probably wouldn't let somebody challenge that standard, but I just I just picked that one out of thin air. So anyways, so what you want to do is print off the standard or have a look at the standard and make sure you know exactly what is expected. So there is always a theory component and there is a practical component. So there are things that you need to accomplish on the water and there are things that you need to uh, explain and know about on land. Um, so definitely make sure that you are familiar with the terminology, uh, make sure that you've collected any kind of, you know, questions or anything, um, that you want further explanation on, or even, you know, if you're going to be spending time with an instructor and they're going to be taking you through, um, an abbreviated version of the standard, have all of the different areas where you think you might have some weaknesses, have those ready and just be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm great with docking. I know how to do this. I know how to do that, but you know what? I haven't done a lot of heaving too. So maybe can we go through heaving too a couple times and then they'll do that. And, you know, maybe for your crew overboard maneuver, Maybe you've done, um, I don't know, the reach tack reach maneuver, but you want to learn the quick return method or whatever. So, um, you know, just have an idea of A, where your strengths are, but B, also where your weaknesses are so that whoever you're going to work with to get through this standard can really help you um, get through and attain that certification in the end. All right. And so the last thing I'm going to talk about uh, for this particular episode is why should I get certification in the first place? So this is a question that comes up sometimes. Um, people who either don't believe in certification or it hasn't been available to them. So they just have not um, taken any kind of formal training and don't have a certificate. So obviously as a safe boating educator, I think it's it's great to take a course. Um, for me, it's, it's kind of equivalent to driver's ed. When you get your driver's license, it's great to go out and learn from somebody um, and, and just learn all the ins and outs. Also, being a lifelong learner myself, I feel that you will always learn something from someone else. Um, so, you know, up to you whether or not you want to get a certification, but I definitely think that taking a course is a great way to, uh, expand your knowledge and learn new things. 
Um, I also have a feeling that in the not too distant future, that a lot of insurance providers are going to start requiring or recommending definitely that you have some sort of formal training um, just to uh, ensure your boat. Um, For those of you who have boats and you've been watching your insurance increase every year, I think that that is definitely not a trend that is going to stop anytime soon. Um, There are a lot of boats out there Um, our waterways are becoming pretty saturated with a lot of boats and there are a lot of people who really have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) And unfortunately, uh, that puts a strain on the entire industry and all of us who require insurance end up paying for it somehow in the end. So, um, I have a feeling that, uh, insurance providers are definitely going to start pushing for people to have certification. And um, I do know a lot of insurance providers who will provide a discount to people who do have uh, training under their belt. So for myself, I have my boat insurance through a company called Skipper's Plan. They're in Toronto. And uh, I am offered a discount on my boat insurance because of the training that I have attained and the expectation that based on this training, I am a bit more of a safe or capable boating operator. And it's not likely that I will have a claim hopefully knock on wood, all that good stuff. So just something to think about. Like I said, I'm a lifelong learner and I find, you know, even when I'm coaching my students, I learn something new every time I head out on the boat. Um, You know, that's just the beauty of knowledge exchange and just pushing yourself to be um, a better sailor, a better learner, better person. I don't know, (laughs) but uh you know, any way that you can uh, add to your knowledge bucket is good. So, so there you have it. I'm going to wrap up the episode here uh, a little bit uh, shorter this week, but um, basically next week I'm going to dig into a little bit more on this topic, but I'm going to talk specifically about preparing for your course. So you've signed up for a sailing class. It starts in, I don't know, a week, let's say, and what do you do to get organized? So going to give you some tips on that, things to pack, uh, pre, pre-reading or um, things that you can do to kind of get yourself in the headspace to uh, have a successful course. So I hope you all have a great week. Uh, keep sending me those notes. I love hearing from you. Uh, share the podcast. Tell all your sailing friends about it. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Bye.